Welcome. Another episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with Rich Klein. We're going to talk about a couple of years of football cards from Tops. We, I had a, a, a really fun episode with Dan Hitt uh, a while back where we looked at football from the in the early and mid-60s. And then all of a sudden, where's Philadelphia football? 68, not there. Where's Fleer? Not there. Well, actually, Fleer did have a team in action set, but the mainstream set was Tops. They had both. both uh, were they divisions at that time? They, were they, they, they were the, the 68, 69 is the NFL, AFL. And then they have divisions. So then they, they, came, they, have, they, then have, they, they have conferences okay. within the leagues in 68, 69. Uh, anyway, well, uh, sponsors, thank you, Tops. Uh, you'll get uh, a little more mention here because we're talking about football cards that you produced back in the day. Thank you for that. Uh, Upper Deck has produced football cards. Panini is currently producing football cards, so they're carrying on that legacy. But uh, also ComC. Lots of 68 and 69 tops cards there. You probably just about anything you'd want would be there, uh, as well as in the Beckett Marketplace and uh, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication to get your cards graded and authenticated. Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, both have uh, uh, you know these are these are mainstream sets and Heritage Auctions and Huggins and Scott Auctions. I'm not sure Heritage Auctions would be very excited about 68 and 69 tops unless they're tens of uh, Bob Greasy or Larry Zonka, but Huggins and Scott, bring them on if you've got a bunch, and they would they would uh, find a new home for your collection of those. So again, that's uh, thanks to the sponsors, and thank you, Rich, for being here to discuss these two sets that have, I, my thesis is they have more in common than than what is different between the two, and they're, they're an important, not crossover, but they're, 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 they're right on the, what do you call that? It's not the apex. It's the, the, the fulcrum. It's on the cut. They're, they're right as football was going from being a sport to almost the sport as the Super Bowl kind of got going. So what are your recollections? Cause I think 68 tops baseball was your first set. 68 football would have come out a few months later. And it was my second set. Okay. And I only got first series for whatever reason in 68. I didn't get second series. 69, I got both series. <laughs> And what always fascinated me as an eight-year-old boy about the 68 set was the background design on the Packers and the Raiders cards. They have like an action background on those cards. You know, and I think, you know, the first series has people like Gail Sayers and Joe Namath. So I got plenty of people I had heard of. I was watching football. I loved the AFL more than the NFL. And a wide open style. Wide open stuff. It was so much fun. And so I was getting players from both leagues. It was really cool to see. And the stats were good and the bios were pretty good. And then 69, there, there are some similarities. 68 and 69s have those uh, 10 cards that you could make like a, a poster on the back. Back, back puzzle. Like both that, of those yeah. were in the second series. Yeah. Both of those, both 68 and 9, be, begin the four years of issuing cards in two different series. 72 would have been the fifth, but they added that really tough third series on top of it. So it was really the first of five years, except 72 decided to add, add some really tough cards to go with that. And the player selection is pretty much the same. A lot of the photos are the same. A lot of the superstars are the same. And remember, like in 69, Topps wasn't doing rookie cards of rookies. So if you wanted your O.J. Simpson card, you'd have to wait another year. Right. If you weren't getting O.J. Simpson in 69, you'd have to actually wait till 1970 for O.J. Because he wasn't a member of the, the right. Players Association I mean, until he appeared. Right. Even though he was a, I mean, frankly, I mean, he, he's, he was a sure thing. If yeah. anybody was a sure thing, O.J. was. Unfortunately, he's more well-known now for... For, for other stuff. Did you like the back puzzles? Because I didn't. No, except now in retrospect, it's kind of cool to see the 10 cards. And you always wonder why they picked those 10 people to have a back puzzle. To me, that was always one of the most interesting things. Like if, if it was an offensive player, I would have liked to have seen the stats. And there were a couple of those in each set. But if it's the lineman, I think 68, Ernie Wright has a photo, has one of those poster type backs. Ernie Wright is Ernie Wright. I mean, he's a good player, but he's a lineman. You know, what are you really going to write about Ernie Wright? You know, what are you going to write about Daryl Dess? I believe in 69, Daryl Dess has one of those. Again, he 
a New York Giants card. What are you really going to write on a Daryl Desk card? He cleared the, the way, path. Right. <laughs> he cleared the path for, for Ernie Wheelwright or somebody. I don't know. Uh, these two sets each kind of have the same complete set price in the Beckett database. Same price for first series commons. Same price for second series commons. So they're, 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 they, they have a similar break factor. So they're very, very similar. And yet I have a strong preference for one or the other. And I want you to figure, can you guess which one I would prefer? If I got a phone call of somebody saying I have a 68 set, or I have a 69 set, which set would I be more excited about? You always had more 69s than 68s when you know when you had a large inventory. So I will just say 69 because you always own more of those cards. Okay. Correct answer. Wrong reason. Okay. <laughs> the reason would be is if somebody back in the day when I had a card shop, you know, like the 70s, if somebody had a set of 69s before dismissing it as being too recent, you would at least want to check out what the condition is. Because if the condi- that's where those those sets would would diverge. Mm. If you had First series, 69 tops football cards, and they were fresh out of the pack, untouched, that you, that'd make it way better. Yes. You know, for, for an excellent set, they're probably the same. For near mint, you know, I would take the 69 tops, even though it's newer. So that, that was my, my trick question for you. But the other thing I'm wondering about is that why didn't they carry forward in 69 the borderless to the second series? You know, we've talked about that with other things. You just wonder whether anybody reacted to the fact that there were borderless cards and they didn't seem right. I think that's like the very first top set of a borderless card that I can remember. I have another theory. Okay. okay? My theory is it had nothing to do with consumer complaints. Because like I said, I don't think they could galvanize to organize to <laughs> to submit to tops that, hey, this is terrible. I think it was the printer's union. I think the printing people said this is this is this is no fun. You know, our registration, we, we have to be perfect. There's, there's less room for error. You know, that, that that's my thought. I mean, you have to, I, I haven't looked at the complete set, you know, the, the, the sheets lately, but you've got to marry up the colors right. And if you don't do it just right, you're going to have some bleed of another color there. And so my thinking is that after the first series, the, somebody at the printing press said, you know, it'd be a lot, you know, that, that was an interesting idea, but it's really slowing us down. So that's that's my thought as a you business know, that's, guy. That's something I never thought about, but that's probably considering what you you know what you learned about pub printing and publishing yeah. from running the magazine for all those years. Yeah. That's probably a very viable thought. Okay. Well, you I, know. I did go to press checks, and I, when I went to these press checks back in the day for Beckett Publications in the in eighty four and eighty five, it's and for a while it seemed like much ado about very little. Uh, on the other hand, if you're a printer. And that's your stock and trade. You want to be proud that the colors are true, the registration is good, that that, that it's coming across. And and like I said, I think sixty nine tops would have been a nightmare. Tops already had uh, were, were without the competition. You know, they're, they they don't have to be as perfect. And so the centering, of course, the centering does is a problem if you have borderless cards because there's no there's there's no border to center. I guess you could see that it was off-centered by looking at the bottom of the where the where the team names and player names and stuff are. You know, and what's interesting with '69, <clears throat> there's a Frank Buncombe card, yeah. and he passes away during the season. And our mutual friend Todd Tobias, who yeah. you did a couple yeah, episodes yeah. with, that was his white whale forever. Oh, because he's to, trying to get all the sets autographed. Right, and we used to argue back and ah. forth. And I used to tell him, I got a Frank Buncombe. You know, I can remember as a nine-year-old boy getting Frank Buncombe cards before hearing about his passing and telling you it's possible. No way, no way. He's got one now. It popped up somewhere and he's got it. So every card is possible autographed, including... Well, the, except for some that are impossible, but 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 most of them that we're talking about are... In 68... Even, 60, they have to be theoretically possible. Yes. And even if the guy was only alive for a month, 
it could have happened. And, and autograph seeking culture has evolved over the years, but it's always been there. It's and you know, been. 69 first series has the Brian Piccolo card, yeah. which has like his name spelled three different ways. They don't have it spelled. Well, correctly. it's the arguably the best card in set. It probably is. He's first and only card. First and only card. They remade the movie a few years ago. I don't think anything's ever as good as the original with James Conn right. and Billy D. Williams. But then again, that's because I was an 11 year old boy watching that movie. Right. But that was a, such a tear jerking movie. But you know, it was obvious that they were very good friends. You know, and the fact that there were books written about him and the impact he had on the sport at the time was very huge. And so, yes, it's that's one of these cases where it'll be the best card of the set probably forever. Was that James Conn? That was James Conn and Billy D. Williams. It, okay. Is that the softest role that James Conn ever played? By far. He was such a tough guy. But in that movie, which was early in his career, it's a tearjerker. It's the, and it's the year before The Godfather. He, it's the year before he gets gunned down at the toll booths. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of overlap with the popular culture of uh, sports cards, which are part of the popular culture. My sense is that 68 tops are tougher to find than 69 They tops, are. But 69 tops above eight, let's say, yeah. are way tougher than 68. Correct on both things. And 68 second series is tougher than 69 yes. second series by a, by a mile. And I believe Greasy is in the second series, which is why the Greasy rookie is probably the best card in 68. Of the 68s, yeah. Craig Morton. Not a bad player. I mean, never, never won a Hall, of, never won a Super Bowl, but he got to two different. He started. Two Do you know different, what his biggest mistake was? Not being as good as Roger Staubach. Well, that, that, and, and being traded when he yeah. when he lost that battle. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that if if Roger had stayed. Well, if Roger had stayed in the Navy, which he, you know, again, just an exemplary guy that did his Navy service and then you know, did everything right and came in. And even though he was a 28 year old rookie, but Craig Morton was was not was just his crime was he wasn't as good as Roger, and then he. He, and he was a, he was a winning quarterback. So if he stayed with the Cowboys, you know, with a supporting cast, who knows? Now he went to Denver and actually he got, he got, he lost, but he got there. Yeah. He lost to the Cowboys, yeah. but he's and, not a respected rookie card. No. And he was with the Giants in between and he definitely was the best quarterback for the Giants between Fran Tarkenton okay. and Phil Simms. Okay. Jim Hart. Great player. I mean, really a good, well, great for great, St. Louis, great for St. Louis, but never got really deep in the playoffs. Okay. Was that his fault or his supporting cast fault? Probably his supporting cast fault. Jim Hart is a, you can make an argument that Jim, Jim Hart is part of the Ken Anderson group of borderline Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And I always loved the 68 Jim Hart card when I had it because yeah. he, 67 was his rookie year, so you got to yeah. see his complete stats. Mm. There were a bunch of guys like that. And, you know, so I love, you know, Jim Hart. That, and also, it's a great name. It's such an easy name to remember. You know, you remember, you, 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 you mentioned Daryl Des. Yes. You know, who's not well known, obviously, but there are a bunch of, and Frank Buncombe, again, not well known, but, they're only dealing with 263 players, not even that many because there's checklists and other kinds of things. So, so they can't have, they, they're averaging plus or minus, if you include all-star cards, though, it's plus or minus 10 players per franchise right. when the, the taxi squad or the, the, the roster would, would be 50-ish in those days, probably. Right. You're, you, you have the 40-man roster and the seven-man taxi squad mm -hmm. in those days. So you have a much more limited. And so why'd they pick those kind of guys? Maybe just to have some representation of other positions. You're, Who do you think decided? I mean, one of the things that was really cool, and I, I, I am doing an episode about Cy Berger uh, coming up, but I get the impression that Cy, you know, was was very very involved in baseball and less so in the other sports. But you just wonder if, like Daryl Des, is he somebody's friend? I mean, who's making those choices? Is it? It can't be based on the quality of the photo. Is it just rounding out the set with some people that that are that are decent players and get, trying to give some quota for offensive linemen or something? What, what do you think? Well, people like Des, and I'll do a couple more Giants, Jim Katkavich, yeah. 
people like that, they had been players for the great Giants teams of the early 60s. Yes. So you, and you're all based in New York. So, so you, you think have, they had a following. So you have a following. They have a name recognition even in New York. And you have them. You know, that, that brings me, you know, there are certain people I would have loved, even though he was at the end of his career, I would have loved to have a 68 Rosie Greer, who was a name. Who's actually who's on a, TV? He was on TV. He was a real name. You could have probably snuck a Rosie Greer card in for six years. I know, but Rosie Greer, why not have him instead of Daryl Dess? Exactly. So I'm just point. not sure. Like I said, I don't know who was making those decisions. It, it, nobody was asking you. Nobody was asking me. <laughs> nobody should uh, be asking me at the age of seven, by <laughs> I'm the way. Just saying. And, and, and so uh, maybe they had focus groups. I just, I don't know. They did stuff like that in those days. Well, uh, I always, always wondered. I mean, one of my favorite cards of that era, he actually has a 70 rookie, is a lineman for the Lions. Speaking of people like that, named Rockney Freitas. Rockney. Rockney is named after Newt Rockney. I mean, Look, just that name alone deserves it. So that earned him a slot there. Yes. Okay. As we, last quick question. With Dan, we stopped at at 67. 68 and 69 are way more plentiful than 67. Yes. Do you see the same thing if if we were to do an episode uh, at a future time on 70 and 71? Is there another increase in production or is it similar? I think it's slight until 73. Or 74. I think 70, 72, the first two series. So the bigger sets. The bigger sets. The bigger are sets, when we see them going to a bigger set, it means they have confidence that they can, that they can sell through. Yes. They that, have the kids are going to keep collecting to try to spend more money to get the complete set. Exactly. Okay. Good answer. Okay. As we would expect. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, listeners, for a little look at old football cards. Thanks. The man in the house of cards.